the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, The Watchman. On Partners in the Gospel, we talk with ministry leaders, pastors, other local community members, as well as national influencers who are making a kingdom impact. We are here on 100.7 FM, The Word, and also on podcast on the website, thewordfm1007.com. On today's program, we have rather than our regular two guests. You got me, but we're going to cover two topics that are near and dear to my heart. One, of course, is the kingdom of God, but specifically what many call this time of year, Holy Week, that we're in the middle of, and Passover, which begins tonight. And in our second segment, I'm going to talk about the press, journalism, the media, what Edmund Burke called the fourth estate, which is the business, the profession, the vocation that I am in and have been most of my life, and specifically why we need to have a good, transparent, free press operating to give accountability to our society, especially at the local level. I'm going to be talking about a new local news program that I'm going to be launching soon here at Salem on the AM 1460 101.FM Answer Station, And I'm so excited to be sharing that with you. Uh, as far as my background, you know, why am I talking about this? Why am I in this? I always like to give a little bit of bio of my guests, so I'll give one for myself. Well, you've heard me refer to myself as the Church Voter Guide guy and uh, churchvoterguides.org. Uh, that's my project, and I'm so happy to be able to give that to the city, and we plan to expand it around the whole United States. But it's, it's really a journalistic venture at its core. It's not political. It's about getting the information to the voters, uh, specifically Christian voters, so that you can vote your Christian values. Uh, I have a degree in broadcasting and film, been a believer for 28 years. And uh, if you haven't guessed, Chaim Goldman, I'm a, or Chaim more specifically, a Messianic Jew. And uh, my ministry really is this bringing together of Judaism and Christianity as it should be in a very beautiful way because uh, it comes from the same, the same God, right? And we, we should have the same Messiah. We, we argue about that. Uh, but the beauty of what we have in common, uh, and certainly everything will be answered when Messiah returns, or as Judaism considers uh, coming the first time, uh, we'll have all of these answers. But bringing this together and uh, in a prophetic way is specifically on my heart, and that's what we're going to be talking about in this first segment. So the the kingdom of God, you know, we we all know about it. We we use the term, but it, it's not really taught about so much in church. And, and I'll bet that if I challenge you to define the kingdom of God, you might not even be able to give me a definition. And if I put 10 Christians in a room and ask them to define it, I, I may get 10 different definitions. And certainly, you know, we're a truth ministry, right? The kingdom is is about truth, ultimately. So there is an answer to that. I'll give you mine. Uh, you can judge uh, what you think of it. But really, the kingdom 
is where the reign of God is. Now, we will say then the kingdom is across uh, the entire universe, but really it's for us to bring the kingdom, right, on earth as it is in heaven, and we bring the kingdom as ambassadors of the kingdom. So where does God rule and reign? Well, first in us, right? So the kingdom is uh, the power of God and and this government of God first inside us, within a man, within a woman, and what that doesn't change. But then it comes out to the whole society, and that's where we're so we take dominion right over this earth. We're bringing, it's really a colonization project. If you look at it, the kingdom of heaven is coming to earth. It has come to earth. It is come to earth. We say the kingdom is now and not yet, because certainly it's coming in its fullness when Messiah returns. But this kingdom is a government. And I think that that, that that's, I know that that is so key. You know, I, years and years ago, my, my kingdom sort of consciousness, my kingdom reset happened uh, with Pastor Miles Monroe from the Bahamas. Uh, and many of you may have, may have heard him. I would, I would say check him out. He's got videos all over YouTube, although he passed away uh, quite a while ago, almost 10 years ago, uh, is he, he said this one thing that struck me. He said, we're not members of a church. We're citizens of a kingdom. We're citizens of a nation. And that so resonated with me because, because that's what this is. We're not part of a religion, folks. We're part of a government. And when you realize that, it really, uh, you know, brings it down to earth. No pun intended. It, it gives us something to wrap our minds around because it's so hard to know where are we in religion at any given point, right? It might depend on what, on what your pastor is preaching that week for you to determine it. But within a government, when we have laws, there's a standard. There's something that 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 is a, an objective standard, and it operates according to rules, according to laws. And we know where we stand within that structure. We also know what it means to be a good citizen, right, and a bad citizen. It, it says in Matthew five, it talks about those who are great in the kingdom and least in the kingdom. I I, uh, I ask you to you know go check that and read that passage. And when we start getting uh, understanding of what what this kingdom is, that it is the rule and reign of the creator of the universe, specifically here on the earth, it helps center us to understand what is our role in it? What is our place in it? In a way, where are we in the three branches of government? Are we king, priest, or prophet, right? And it helps us understand from a governmental, uh, because I believe we understand government in in that way. And and what that does also, you know, as the king comes in and, and colonizes a region, right? It's culture, Think about that. People all over the world that were once the British Empire, you know, even in the heat of the Caribbean, are drinking tea in the middle of the afternoon. That's not normal for a Caribbean culture, but it is if you were under Great Britain. And so the culture of a kingdom comes in and takes over. Now, I know, and this is very interesting, and it's talked about, that you know Christianity sort of goes in and, and, and integrates itself within a culture, and it, and it can because it is truth. Right. That it can integrate within a culture. But I think we need to be very careful of how much we allow the pervading culture, which is infused with. Well, if it's not the kingdom of God, it's paganism is how much pagan practices have been infused into our religious practices here in America and all over the place. And I know they're, they're easy to identify. And we say that that's good. And I guess in some ways making it. Uh, uh, you know, uh, allowing it to be relatable to the existing culture is good. But what happens when that takes over? What happens when the prevailing secular culture 
takes over what's supposed to be taking over, we get we get in trouble. And so I want to talk about you know the the culture of the king and his days because if we go to Leviticus 23 and I know a lot of people say well that's Jewish holidays please show me that in the bible because I'll read Leviticus 23:1 the lord jehovah spoke to moses he said speak to the israelites and tell them these are my appointed times the times of the lord the times of yehovah of of yahweh of jehovah that you will proclaim as sacred assemblies they're his days, folks. And while the days that Christianity has, has brought in and we have, you know, Easter, right? Res- the resurrection time at this time and Christmas, great things to celebrate. They're not in the Bible. What's in the Bible are the king's days and that's the king's culture. And so I, I just wanted to, you know, in a, in a speed way, cause, you know, trying to cover a lot in this segment is we're in this holy week, right? So we had the, the Palm Sunday. And the, the, uh, the time of the, you know, of, of the crucifixion and then the resurrection coming up on, you know, resurrection Sunday. And we have that pattern and Christians know it well. But do you know that the pattern for that was actually laid out at the beginning? And it's in the time of the Passover. And so if you go and you read in Leviticus 23, where it talks about the Passover, and more specifically in uh, Exodus 12, where it really lays out that first Passover and how we're to keep it moving forward, if if all of the scriptures speak of Messiah, and so much, I think over 50% or close to it, of the New Testament is about the Holy Week, then the scriptures are going to speak about that. And have you ever seen it? And so just to to, to Tell you really quickly, and then and, and I offer you resources to go study it out in more detail. Is this what's called Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry of Messiah? Well, do you know that that happened on the tenth of Aviv, or, or say Nisan, the first month of the biblical year that we're now in, and that is the day when the lambs were to be brought by the Israelite into their homes, a lamb for a household, and then it was to be inspected for four days to make sure it was a lamb without blemish to then be slaughtered. So that time, that day when Yeshua, Jesus, rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, guess what day that was? The day that the lamb, okay, so we have the lamb of God coming in to Jerusalem and uh, on the day that the lambs are brought in. And what happened over the next four days when it says to inspect the lamb? And to Well, he was there around Jerusalem being inspected by the Sanhedrin, by Herod, by Pilate, by the people. That was the inspection period. At this time, we cleaned the leaven out of our homes. What, what did he do when he rode into Jerusalem? He went to his father's house and cleaned house. And flipped over the tables. He got the leaven out of his father's house because it was not to be called a den of thieves, right? We don't want a sinful house because uh, because that leaven, when it's sin, goes in and it leavens the whole lump, and we don't want that. So then, at the very time that the lambs are being slaughtered, some say 250,000 lambs, all the priests are up on the Temple Mount. What's going on at that time? Yeshua, Jesus, crucified. Hanging on a cross, the Lamb of God, dying at the same time. And when he said, it is finished, that is about the time, or I would say exactly the time because he fulfills prophecy, that he died is when the final lambs are being killed up on the Temple Mount and then going into the oven to celebrate the Passover and to go into the Days of Unleavened Bread. 
and he goes into the tomb as the lambs are going into the ovens. And three days and three nights later, he resurrects. And the timing of that is not a mistake or a coincidence either. It is what people call first fruits or more uh, 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 accurately the wave sheaf offering. And he is our first fruits among many. There were others who resurrected when he died. They came out of their tombs after the resurrection and presented. These time clock of the Messiah happens exactly everything in God's world happens exactly. But when we relate these together, our faith goes is so much deeper. We're able to live it in, in such a, 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 a stronger way and relate it to others. Because if we're walking in truth, how great to be able to tell the greatest story ever told, or in some ways, the greatest story never told. I invite you to go on the ministry website that I have for repairing the breach. It's out of Isaiah 58, repairingthebreach.global, repairingthebreach, yes, dot global, that is G-L-O-B-A-L. And we have great resources on there, including a long Messiah in the Passover teaching that I did with my wife many years ago that goes into this in great detail, and I invite you to go see that. Well, that that was my speed teaching about Passover. I hope you're having a great Holy Week. Uh, Resurrection Sunday, before you go to church, 6.30 a.m., there's a sunrise service at the Gateway Prayer Garden. Uh, check that out uh, at gatewayprayergarden.org for more information. Hope to see you down there. My family will be down there uh, doing that. And I say to everybody, you know, happy Resurrection Day, happy Passover. What a wonderful time of year to celebrate our Messiah. Coming up after the break on Partners in the Gospel, We're going to be talking about the fourth estate, journalism, and why an accurate and free press is crucial for the freedom and well-being of any society, and a new show that I'm developing here at Salem to restore the fourth estate here in the Pikes Peak region. I'm Chaim Goldman. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, new host of Partners in the Gospel on The Word, 100.7 FM in Colorado Springs. Would you like to suggest a ministry leader, pastor, or other member of our community who is making a true kingdom impact to be a guest on Partners in the Gospel program? Maybe even suggest yourself. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Please call me, Chaim Goldman, at Salem Media Group at 719-388-0386. That's 719-388-0386. Welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. So excited to have you here on Partners in the Gospel, as I'm doing a solo program today, uh, This in this second segment, we are going to be talking about the fourth estate, journalism, and why it is so important to have a free and well-functioning press in any society, and especially on the local level, and what we're doing to restore that here in the Pikes Peak region, and how you can get involved in that. So, why is a free press so important? Well, you know, you don't notice it <laughs> until it starts to uh, to malfunction. And what we see here, and I'll get into that in a little bit, you know, what we're seeing here in the United States and all across the United States and all around the world is a compromised journalism. And, and the reason that it's called uh, the fourth estate, this is a, a term that was uh, used hundreds of years ago first by Edmund Burke, uh, is that we need, you know, we have the, the three branches of government or even back in his time that we had the um, – uh, we had the king, uh, we had the the sort of the, the priesthood, right, the church, uh, very powerful at the time, and then the people or even, you know, the, the commoners back then, and that 
they can go awry, if you've noticed, and they can usurp power from each other, especially now we're supposed to have, you know, three branches of government, but they're used, they're not functioning well. They're not use, they're usurping power from each other. And what journalism, real journalism is supposed to do is not take a side. Uh, it's not supposed to be politically biased, uh, but it is supposed to report. It is supposed to show what is going on, shine a light. Uh, and report to the people, not to try to influence people to think a certain way. I, I know what I'm saying right now. I mean, it's it's old school because we've really gotten to a point in journalism where it's basically all about persuasion. It's another form of sales. Now, I'm I'm not saying that journalism shouldn't try to call a society to a higher level, to challenge it to be better, to look after you know the poor and needy, and and to pay attention to what's going on. It actually should. But it shouldn't be based on trying to change your opinion or your uh, political or social uh, um, uh, uh, predilections. It it should seek to represent a society. Uh, It should highlight it. It should have different opinions. It should bring out within a newspaper, you know, let's say, uh, different opinions of different writers. But it shouldn't be one-sided. And what we're finding out right now, uh, in the United States and elsewhere is that it has become extremely one side that it is all about a narrative. And when you get involved in that, guess what? Certain stories are highlighted while others are um, are obscured, oppressed, uh, that when um, you're trying to find truth, what you're finding is opinion. Uh, and that gets us into a very dangerous area because trying to make decisions when you are being um, – only given part of the information that is available uh, is is not the way that, well, it's not the function of journalism. It's the function of sales <laughs> in all of its different uh, uh, forms, but it is not journalism. And so what's happened to journalism in the United States is a lot of things, uh, but it's when the combination of money uh, comes in, uh, it always does end up obscuring truth, doesn't it? And right now, you know, the editorial departments and the advertising departments were we're uh, always supposed to be kept separate within journalistic institutions, but more and more uh, the money has really taken over. And this is why you will see a lot of advertising of certain sections of society, let's say on television, uh, and then you'll never hear any negative reporting about that section. Uh, I think you know what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say it specifically. You can fill in the blank on that. Uh, And that becomes very, very dangerous because that means – there's an equation there. The more money that you can pump into the journalistic realm, uh, the more that you're represented as opposed to the opinions of others or, or just the facts that are out there. And so we're, we're in a dangerous spot now because trying to find truth uh, and, and being allowed, <laughs> I hate to even use that word, to, um, to just be given the facts and make up your own mind. Uh, has become something that's almost foreign to us now, and that's extremely dangerous. And that's why, um, you know, we we look toward getting our narrative out there or trying to get the the politician uh, who most agrees with us into office because there's no balance. It's felt that somebody wins and somebody loses, and that if if you're represented, well, then great. And if and if you're not represented, well, that doesn't go too well for you. You don't have a voice, and that isn't the way that we're supposed to be running our society. We're supposed to allow the plurality 
uh, of voices, and we're supposed to try to represent the society. Now, at the same time, this is not to say that every story is equal, and that that attempt to try to say, well, you have a point, you have a point, and they're equal, no, they're not. And and that's hard to judge if, if you don't believe in God and any kind of uh, a specific uh, absolute standard uh, for morality, uh, and you don't believe in the Bible, it's very hard to say that there's any right or wrong or that anything is worth more than another or that there is such a thing as a man and a woman and those, you know, the, that binary cannot be questioned. Uh, we get into some really funky areas, but but especially, you know, here, talking on a Christian radio station, that we we need to understand that there is absolute truth and that things are to be judged to a point. Uh, and we need to really check as journalists, if, if you're seeking to be journalistic at all, and we do that with church voter guides and everything that I do, is you need to separate yourself from the emotion of the topic that you're talking about and do your best to represent the content, to get it to the people, to allow them to make their own decisions, but also to evaluate it against some kind of standard. And, and uh, we're, we do that here uh, when when we're talking about, you know, anything, right? We're bringing things up against the Word of God, as we should. And so I'm very happy to announce uh, that after being here at the station, that this is, this is something that I've wanted to do for many, many years, and we're now developing it out. We hope to have it released soon, actually not here on 100.7, but on our AM station, 1460, is a program that at least for now, we think this name is going to stick. We're going to, we're calling it The Peak And what this is going to be is a daily, Monday through Friday, one-hour news program that is going to seek to bring out everything that's going on in the Pikes Peak region. Uh, If you know the term seven mountains or seven spheres or however many spheres there are, that we would actually report on it and we would have interviews about it. And we want to get information out into the public sphere on this program. Why are we calling it the peak? Well, um, you, you maybe can guess some. Uh, but, you know, it's it, it's already a triple entendre. Here we are with Pikes Peak. So we have our, our wonderful mountain, America's Mountain, that really represents this whole area and inspires all of us. Uh, also, the peak is the top. It's the ultimate. It's it's special. And we want to bring you what's really special in our society and, and introduce you to the wonderful people here and what's going on here. And also... It's a peak. We're, we're, we're looking into it. We're lifting things up. We're looking at it. We're inspecting it. We're peeking at it. And hopefully there will be sections of the show that you will, that you will uh, gravitate toward maybe more than others. We're going to talk about certain governmental things. What's going on at the mayor's office? What's going on at city council? What's going on in the school boards or the county commissioners? We want to also look into the media and challenge the media in, in our city here. Um, it's somewhat polarized, but also I found that there are certain topics that nobody touches. Well, we're, we're not going to do that here. Well, we'll touch every topic, uh, but we're also going to evaluate it against a, a biblical standard, against a, a godly standard. We, we, we need to have a biblical worldview. We need to look at everything as believers. We need to look at everything through that. And so coming from here, we will be doing that. And so, uh, what can you do? to get involved in this as we get ready to release this program. Oh, there's there's so much that you can do to help us bring the light into our region and transparency. One is sponsorship. And so if you would uh, like to, as a business, get involved and sponsor this program, you believe in a free press and transparent press, and you want that, you want, you want a real 
uh, a journalistic voice here in town. We'd love to talk to you and have you become a sponsor of the show. Please reach out to me by email at Chaim, which is spelled C-H-A-I-M-C-H-A-I-M, period, dot Chaim, dot Goldman, G-O-L-D-M-A-N, at Salem, S-A-L-E-M-C-O-S, for Colorado Springs, SalemCOS.com. Again, Chaim, dot Goldman, at SalemCOS.com. Or my phone number, 719-388-0386, 719-388-0386, and I'll give them uh, again in a moment, uh, is to reach out to me uh, and to to talk about this and, and know uh, what it's like and, and how you can become a sponsor. Secondly, we're going to be looking for citizen journalists. That's right. You're where you are. You're in your part of town with your connections and your interests. And we want to have a whole big team across town of citizen journalists. And then, of course, we want you to be a listener and a promoter of it. So once we launch to to tell everybody about it, that the peak is on the air. So, again, reach out to me at Chaim.Goldman at SalemCOS.com or 719-388-388. 0386 to get more information about the peak. And I'm so excited to be bringing that to you soon. Well, that's it for today's program. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. You've been listening to Partners in the Gospel on 100.7 FM, The Word. Catch all of our episodes and podcasts uh, on our, or on our, on our website at the word fm1007.com. Also, this Resurrection Sunday, April 9th, at the Gateway Prayer Garden, there is a resurrection service. Go on gatewayprayergarden.org for more information about that, a community-wide uh, at 6.30 a.m. before you go to your church. Well, that's it. So now, get out there and make an impact for the kingdom for such a time as this. Shalom. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.